Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli I tell you it has not been a good weekend for Trump derangement syndrome it's not been good not been a good weekend. You got Michael Rappaport, who hated Trump's guts. Now he's on the team. You got Fitty, Fitty Cent. You got Snoop Dogg with a tattoo. I mean, this is a bad weekend for them, but big time bad because the Hill.com with a piece, fears grow a key Trump legal fight could be delayed. Oh, no. How are they going to get him in prison before Election Day? Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're enjoying all this sunshine we have. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'll tell you, you know, as I was um, watching last night, uh, not the Grammys, because I don't watch those shows, but I was thinking about other things. And then this morning, I watched the clip of the Grammys. Just one, one viral clip that's been going around. Of the song Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, which was a huge hit when I was a kid. And there was a remake that was done by Luke Combs. And they wanted to cancel Luke Combs. They wanted to cancel his version. But it was a made-up controversy. It was a made-up, woke, nonsense controversy. And so yesterday, Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs sang a duet to Fast Car in a giant F.U. to cancel culture. And I thought it was glorious. I really did. I thought it was glorious. And then Shane Gillis is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. With like a year after Saturday Night Live canned him, two years, whatever, after they canned him over things he said as a comedian on a podcast. So he's back. And, um, yeah, for Trump, he's getting all these black voters. MSNBC went down to South Carolina and went to a black barber shop and found out that black voters are saying that under Trump they had money and under Biden they don't. And that's why they're probably voting for Trump. That's not good if you're Joe Biden. That's not good. And we have people sneaking into the United States of America from Canada. 
There are New Jersey smuggling gangs, I kid you not, who are leading people through the border of Canada into the United States of America. And the reason why they're doing this, of course, is because they don't get in trouble. I mean, the, the, the coyotes, the smugglers don't get in trouble. That's number one. But number two, you don't have to worry about razor wire. Am I right or am I right? I'm right, right? So you don't have to worry about razor wire, so it's a lot easier to come in from Canada. Also, it's easier to get into Canada because you really just need a visa, and then you just illegally come into the United States of America. So there are these New Jersey gangs that are paying, that people are paying buku bucks for a luxurious escape into the United States of America as an uh, illegal immigrant. So there's that going on, too. And uh, the mayor, I'm sorry, the governor of New Jersey, King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, wants to lower the voting age to 16 years of age for school board elections. Now, the question that I have is, of course, why just school board elections? The argument is they have a stake in it, but these 16-year-olds live in towns. Don't they have a stake in the town? They live in a country. Don't they have a stake in the country? Of course they do, which is why ultimately that is the goal, of course, to get them to vote at 16. To, to buy cigarettes, so they want to raise the age to at minimum 21. Minimum. To buy a firearm, minimum 21, probably 25. And uh, no vaping. Of course, no flavored vapes, no nicotine pouches, not until you're 21, but yes, vote. And definitely, since you have no stake in the game, vote for school board candidates who will raise my taxes. Because in case you haven't checked lately, the biggest chunk on your property tax bill comes from your schools. At least in my state of New Jersey, it does. In most states that way, too. So, yeah, you give 16-year-olds the right to vote, but just in school board elections, just for now, until eventually they're voting everywhere. And this is the Democrats talking out of both sides of their mouth, as they always do. You know, you should not be able to buy a gun to your 21. Your brain's not fully developed, but you should vote. Why? If your brain's not fully developed, why are you voting? Why are you voting for people that can raise my taxes? Why are you voting for people that can send my children theoretically into war one day? Why should you be allowed to do that if your brain's not fully developed? And then at the same time, you could get a sex change operation, but not a cigarette. And you could vote, but not get a gun. And you get a sex change and a vote. You could do a, a, a sex change vote in one thing, but not a smoke to have it after, and certainly not not a gun to you know exercise your Second Amendment rights. So they're all over the place as usual, and we'll get into that with you as the show progresses. But the big story of the day today, which is brought to you by our friend Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com, my buddy, my friend, the master of dental implants. Go see him today, VenariaDental.com. Is it Speaker Mike Johnson wants to have a clean standalone Israeli aid package not tied into Senator James Lankford's bill, which is known as the compromise bill in the Senate, which would essentially now legalize the invasion. Daniel Horowitz is a great conservative writer. He said this legislation, Lankford's a Republican from Oklahoma, and Mitch McConnell, of course, so they're all, you know, as usual, as you'd expect, the Republicans in the Senate, the pro-Ukraine crowd, Waters down existing immigration law, provides the president with toothless emergency powers, all while lavishing billions more on Ukraine. And he writes, you know, you got to hand it to Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma and Mitch McConnell's other lieutenants in the Senate. They really did manage to solve the illegal immigration crisis. They're simply going to make the invasion legal. You know, if you notice, uh, there's more and more stories now about how 
Chinese migrants are crossing the border. And there's all these TikTok videos showing them how to do it. They even had in 60 Minutes, they were showing people how to cross the border illegally. 60 Minutes was there watching them come through. Anyway, in exchange for the United States agreeing to an endless flow of illegal immigrants across the southern border, Democrats will get another $60 billion for Ukraine. $60 billion for Ukraine. Some call that bipartisanship, but we call it disenfranchisement of the forgotten American who was always placed last in the ultimate abrogation of the social compact. We have nobody to blame but ourselves. The invasion will continue and Republican treachery will accelerate until we get serious. To understand the essential treachery of Senator Langford's immigration deal, we must acknowledge that no one is allowed to crash our border under current law. In 2006, a supermajority of Congress passed the Secure Fence Act. It required the Secretary of Homeland Security to take all actions necessary within 18 months of passage to achieve and maintain operational control over the entire international land and maritime borders of the United States. They defined operational control as the prevention of all unlawful entries into the United States, including entries by terrorists, other unlawful aliens, instruments of terrorism, narcotics, and other contraband. In short, that law demands, and is still on the books now, is a bipartisan law, that the Biden administration stop all invaders. That is the law. That is the law of the land right now. Instead, we're going to pretend like the president doesn't have any power here to do anything. This is cute. This is very, very cute. Because presidents have all the power they need to do just about everything these days. Really, I mean, I mean, just about everything. Well, look, we're bombing over in the Middle East. That wasn't authorized by Congress, but the president has the War Powers Act. Presidents can declare emergencies, national emergencies that, that, that exist. They can do that. They have extraordinary powers that can be used for a short period of time or indefinitely, as a matter of fact. You know, there are people over the years like Senator Rand Paul who've tried to reform that so that if a president declares a national emergency within a certain period of time, Congress has to approve it. But that doesn't go anywhere. So the presidents can do presidents have all the power they need. But we're supposed to pretend like they don't. And we're supposed to pretend like Joe Biden needs extraordinary power. Otherwise, Joe Biden won't be able to do a damn thing about the border. Okay. Now, to understand the treachery of all this, this law right now that is on the books means that the president has an obligation under the law, and so does the Secretary of Homeland Security, to secure the border. Okay? Langford's bill would allow the Biden administration to reap the benefits of its own crime. Violating current law and bringing in millions of illegal aliens, the bill would essentially allow up to 5,000 illegal aliens a day to enter the country. It explicitly grants the Homeland Security Secretary authorization to provide them with work permits. In fact, page 41 of the bill stipulates that, quote, if the alien receives a positive protection determination, the alien shall be issued employment authorization. Here are some of the other key provisions of this bill. The authority to shut off the flow after 5,000 invaders per day is countermanded by the discretionary authority accorded to the president to suspend any emergency declaration. So in other words, translation, the 5,000 is a fugazi number. It's whatever number Joe Biden wants it to be. Page 27 of the bill mandates that those seeking asylum shall be released from physical custody. This destroys current law, which directs in the case of an illegal alien who is an applicant for admission 
If the examining immigration officer determines that an alien seeking admission is not clearly and beyond a doubt entitled to be admitted, the alien shall be detained for a removal proceeding. The bill would also give full discretionary authority to immigration officials to detain all those presumed to be in the country illegally pending a decision on whether the alien is to be removed. In other words, everybody gets to go free. Everybody gets to go free with a court date. So it's very similar to the way it is now, except they'll be able to use tough language and make it sound really tough. Like, you know, we uh, we can definitely, definitely hold them for a little bit of time if we want to. But that contradicts itself already in the law. What is all this about? I've been telling you what it's all about. It's all about there are a lot of Republicans who want to give money to Ukraine. Mitch McConnell has said it is his number one priority to give money to Ukraine. Number one priority. Okay. So now they need cover for it. A lot of these Republicans, because they know it's not popular with you. It's not popular with me. It's not popular with any Republican primary voter. We're tired of it. We're done. It's why Nikki Haley is going to get crushed by Donald Trump in her home state of South Carolina. Did you notice how Nikki Haley was on Saturday Night Live over the weekend? She had a little cameo on Saturday Night Live. Because, of course, you know, the the corporate titans that exist, the owners, the overlords of NBC, Comcast, and all the other corporate overlords would love to see Nikki Haley, but not Donald Trump. So they'll do whatever they can to help her. I mean, ultimately, if she's the nominee, they'll turn on her, too, in the general election. But at least they could live with her where they can't live with Trump. This is a big part of the reason. In addition to weakening asylum laws by mandating that anyone with the intent to declare asylum be released and given work authorization in six months, the bill would also allow the Secretary of Homeland Security to grant parole to anyone with an urgent humanitarian reason. Well, you ask anybody on the left, that's everybody who crosses the border. Why? Because climate change. That's why it's an urgent humanitarian reason. Mayorkas has said this himself. He said one of the, 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 the reason, the primary reason that people are coming here to this country is climate change. So that's it. That's it. I mean, I can't think of a more urgent humanitarian reason than that. Can you? No. And how do you say no to it? You can't because then you'd be a climate change denier. And who are you to say that someone's experience struggling in the face of climate change is not an urgent humanitarian reason? Who are you? You unsympathetic bigot. So everyone will be able to stay. Because all they got to do is come to the border and just say climate change. Oh, you're in. Yes, no, that is as urgent and humanitarian as it gets. In fact, soon there'll be TikTok videos coaching people on what to say. They'll say, are you fleeing a, uh, a, a tyrannical regime that's torturing its people? Yes. Eh, what else? What else you got? Um, there's a ton of crime and poverty. Yeah, we got that here too. What else you got? Um, climate change? Bingo! Welcome! You got a golden ticket. Sorry, we watched Wonka over the weekend. It's a good movie, by the way. Very funny. And a a big homage to the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory that we all grew up with. It was a great movie. The bill grants $1.29 billion for alternatives to detention, which would amount to a handout... To the NGOs, the non-government organizations engaging in smuggling to continue harboring and facilitating the invasion. Further turning border agents into babysitters rather than law enforcement, the bill would mandate training for the non-lethal use of force and de-escalation strategies and methods. 
I met a mom and dad one day. They said their son is down at the border, and they told me how frustrated, frustrating it is for him. They said, Rich, he feels like a Walmart greeter. Like his job is to just basically welcome people into the United States of America. He's a border agent. To the extent states or citizens could ever challenge Biden's liberal asylum determinations made under this bill, all claims would be rooted to the D.C. Circuit, which is about as liberal as the Ninth Circuit, clearly designed to take these cases away from the Texas-based Fifth Circuit. Everything they do is for a reason. The bill would also give the Office of Refugee Resettlement another $2.3 billion to further empower unscrupulous NGOs to colonize our communities. Page 41 Page 149 of the bill codifies the Flores Agreement, which incentivizes illegal aliens to traffic their kids over the border, knowing that they must be released because the Department of Homeland Security lacks the facilities mandated for them under the 1997 lawsuit settlement known as Flores. This has been a big incentive for the invasion, not just under Biden, but also under Trump in 2018 and 2019. And do you remember that they were screaming about kids in cages? which was under Obama. For reasons only God knows, while we are all dealing with the border flow, Langford's bill would invite in another 50,000 people on green cards. It would also expand worker visa programs and brings in even more Afghan refugees on top of the 100,000 Biden already admitted. Any good in this bill is worthless because Langford's compromise undermines existing law, which every Democrat since Bill Clinton has been ignoring anyway. What's more, the new emergency powers the bill would enact are set to expire 270 days after the law takes effect, which effectively bars the next president from using anything good in the law while being hamstrung by the law's bad provisions. So the bill concedes the border to the left's priorities and bequeaths the Democrats another $60 billion in additional funding for Ukraine. In addition, $300 million for the Ukrainian police. $10 $10 billion for Gaza humanitarian aid, which, of course, as you know, Gaza humanitarian aid will be doled out by Hamas. And they're very humanitarian over there. Undoubtedly, Langford's bill will be dead in arrival in the House. Nevertheless, it stands as a testament to the treachery that runs wide and deep among numerous red state Republican senators. It also underscores the fecklessness of the conservative movement in vetting candidates in states like Ohio or Oklahoma, excuse me. No matter what Langford does, no matter how many principles he portrays, he will continue to enjoy the support of the establishment. And everybody is going to be circling the wagons around Langford. Now, the other thing, too, about this is that even though the Speaker Mike Johnson has said this is dead in the House, and it is, the president, the White House, are turning around and saying, well, then the invasion is going to keep going and it's on you. Now, the question is, will they be able to, using the help of the corporate media, Will they be able to sway public opinion that really this is the Republicans, that this is the Republicans doing all this? Now, Lindsey Graham, the gentleman from South Carolina, says the border deal will die without amendments. He's a big guy in giving Ukraine money, of course. My question continues to be, why are we dealing in with the border and then also with Ukraine in the same bill? Why? The answer is because Ukraine would never pass on as a standalone measure. It would not. Period. It would, and they know that. They know that. So that's why they're doing it this way. Because it's a scam and you're being scammed. And I've been telling you this now for two months. Two months I've been telling you what's going to happen. You'll get a watered-down bill that deals nothing with the border and it's everything about the immigration system, which is two totally separate things. 
and they'll get more money for Ukraine. And I've been, I'm exactly right. I was 100% proven correct at every step of the way on this process. And this is because you have Republicans like Lindsey Graham who are demanding that Ukraine get money, and this is how they do it through the cover of darkness under some Fugazi border bill. It's pathetic. And then, of course, you have several senators who are also on the Democrat side. They're going to vote against it unless it restricts military aid to Israel. Because in addition to the $60 billion funding for Ukraine, Israel is going to get another $14 billion as well. All tied into a border bill. A border bill. That's right. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in today on Twitter at Rich Zioli. we got a lot to chat about. It's going to be a big show. South Carolina is not too far away. And the question, of course, is going to be not if, but how much Donald Trump crushes Nikki Haley by in her home state. But what will the establishment do to try to save her if she can be saved? Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Great duet last night. Great duet at the Grammys, showing you that uh, the controversy was a fugazi, a fugazi controversy. But nevertheless, I'll share with you a little bit later in the show, Washington Post had tried really, really hard to get Luke Combs canceled because he did a cover and it became a very, very popular cover of Fast Car. But then last night, Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs doing a duet together on stage. The audience loved it. Showing that, of course, as usual, most of the woke controversies that we hear are, in fact, manufactured fugazis. 
I'll get into that with you as well. So this border bill is bad. I mean, it's bad, 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 bad. But it's also bad because of the spending. It's also bad because of $60 billion for Ukraine. But it's also bad for a number of other reasons, too. This is, numbers are hard on the radio, but bear with me here. If migrant crossings increase above 5,000 on average per day on any given week, DHS is required to shut down the border. If the encounters reach 8,500 in one day, the department is required to trigger that authority. But the federal government is limited in how long it can use the authority. In the first year, the government can use that authority for 270 days, then 225 calendar days in the second year and 180 days in the third year. The authority sunsets after three years, meaning that the authority to shut the border goes away. Now, Biden doesn't need this authority anyway, but he again it's 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 a fake it's a fugazi designed to make you think like they're doing something on the border so that you'll be okay with them giving ukraine another 60 billion dollars that that's the scam and it's not in any way shape or form going to lead to a stronger border it's not it's just it's not going to but as we look at all this you have to say to yourself explain to me how it is that Republicans in the Senate are so different from Republicans in the House. And the answer is they're not that different. There are a lot of House Republicans that also want this bill to go through because they also want to give the money to Ukraine because they don't care what their primary voters think. My question is this. If, if you know that Trump wants to call, call this whole Ukraine thing quits and Nikki Haley's out there saying that she wants to continue giving Ukraine money, why isn't Nikki Haley winning if that's where the voters are? If that's where the voters are, why isn't Nikki Haley winning? You know, if 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 just looking at that that question right there, see, this is why I don't understand why Republicans don't take a hint. Republicans should take a hint and in the Senate and the House, but they really do believe that they are on the side of right by giving Ukraine another sixty billion of your dollars, and they don't care. And they know that this border bill is a joke. They know it is. But at least they can run home and say that they did something on the border and they can pull out little sound bites and talking points and then they can say, look, I did this. And then when it doesn't work, it can turn around and they could blame something else. Some externality, a judge who rules something is unconstitutional in the bill or whatever it is. And I've been telling you that, too, for a long time. I've been saying to you, listen, listen, here's the deal. You have to realize right now that. This could go to court, this whole compromise bill, and die on the vine at the hands of a lefty judge. McConnell's speaking on the Senate floor right now, and you know what he's saying, of course. He's going on and he's saying in a very, very slow, methodical way, he's going on, of course, and saying that we need to get this compromise done because the border is wide open and Republicans are going to get blamed for it and we have to give Ukraine the money. In addition to that, if the Ukraine war is so popular— If the border being open is not a problem politically, why is it that Trump is beating Biden in such a way that he's beating him? I mean, over the weekend, Steve Kordaki, the khakis were flailing. The khakis were all over the place. As he looked at a new NBC News poll, this poll was devastating over the weekend. It's a head-to-head matchup. Now, I've told you before that take these national polls with a grain of salt, but the thing about this is, there's trends that happen in, in these polls, and these trends all seem to be going in the same direction, trends showing that Trump is still winning. And the reason why this poll is interesting is because it looks at 16 polls that have all been taken since 2019. So it looks across 16 different ones that have all been taken since 2019, showing that Trump has this lead. 
Cut number two. These are some truly stunning numbers. They really are, Kristen. And let's just start with the bottom line. When you ask folks, hey, if it's the general election and it's Trump versus Biden in our poll, Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points. Compare that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. It's even more significant when you look at it this way. Over time, we have been testing for five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember, 2019, 2020, Joe Biden led. He led big in every single one of our polls. For the first time in November, Donald Trump pulled ahead in our poll. And now at five points, this is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And of course, undergirding all of this is this question of he is the incumbent Joe Biden. We ask voters, what do you think of the job he's doing? And look at that, Kristen, 37 percent approve and now 60 percent disapprove. All right. So then knowing that, then why why if Biden's all in on Ukraine, if the border crisis is not something that people are blaming Biden for? Tell me why those numbers are that way. And then the other thing, too, is the economy, because it's still the economy. Stupid. But I'm telling you, there is such a disconnect between the establishment Republicans and the Republican primary voters on the ground. There is such a disconnect, probably more than we've seen in a very long time. In politics, probably what more than we've seen in a very long time. And I'll tell you something else, too. There is also a huge disconnect among Democrats and their base, because the Democrat base is not happy with this president. I mean, the 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 loyal coalition, so to speak, of black voters and Hispanic voters. MSNBC went to a barbershop in South Carolina, went to a black barbershop and they started talking to some voters there. Just, you know, chat, just chatting with them and, and, you know, why state of things and everything like this. This is not happy because here here are black voters in a state that is crucial. Charleston, South Carolina. This is ahead of the primary, obviously, where Trump's going to win. And the voters make it very clear why they are backing Trump over Joe Biden. It's not that hard to figure out, actually. Cut number nine. There are some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it? For sure. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. We've only voted once, you know, for for a president. And Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump. And that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that, well, Trump, we had money. Well, okay. Well, we had money. I mean, okay. Yeah, it's not that hard to figure out, too. And then you even have uh, Al Sharpton. Even he's calling it an invasion of migrants at the southern border. Even Al Sharpton's acknowledging that. Because when you talk to voters in the black community, which, you know, I don't know if Al Sharpton still does anymore or not, but that's what they're saying. That's what everybody's saying. So now the Senate has reached a security deal, which is really just more money for Ukraine, disguised as a border bill. That's what it is. It is a it is an aid package for Ukraine disguised as a border bill. And this should be no one. No Republican should vote for this. No one should vote for this. But yet it's very likely that we are going to get some iteration of this that becomes the law of the land. Some iteration of this nonsense is probably going to become the law of the land, which is just infuriating. All right, we'll talk about all this as the show progresses today. I want to get your thoughts on this, so please do weigh along, follow the show and and, and weigh in. All right, let me hear from you. And you know, in March, next month, we are going to have our annual Talk Radio 1210 WPHD Travis Mannion Foundation Radiothon. And I love this. I love when we do this because it's such a great organization and you are so incredibly generous helping out the people that stand with our veterans and do so much for the veterans. And one of the 
people that does a lot for us every year with that Radiothon is McCausland Lock Service, and they are proud to once again support Radiothon. As a family-owned business for over 100 years, Tom, Chrissy, and the entire team understand how important it is to support a great cause like the Travis Manning Foundation. So if you've lost your car keys or your key fob is broken, you got to call McCausland Lock Service. They are the experts you need to repair, replace, reprogram original factory remotes, transponder keys, ship keys, and more. In addition to major makes, they can also help you with various BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, and Audi vehicles. They can help you while you wait. And the best part is they charge, in many cases, up to 50% below what you'd pay at the dealer. They are a full-service locksmith, and they they are available for whatever you need, and they are dedicated to delivering superior customer service. So call McCausland Lock Service today at 610-430-1500. Ask to talk to Tom or Chrissy about how they can help you. That's 610-430-1500, or visit them. They're conveniently located on Route 420 in Prospect Park, PA, McCausland Lock Service. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. It is Monday. New week is upon us. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Dan McLaughlin is a great writer over at National Review, and he's also on Twitter, at Baseball Crank, and he joins me now in Philadelphia. Dan, thanks for making the time. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Your latest piece uh, really had me thinking about the non-delegation doctrine. Now, again, that sounds kind of heady, but we talk a lot on this show about how we can rein in the administrative state. And I think this is one of those ways we can. So as your latest piece in National Review, uh, one of your latest, a major showdown over the power of agencies to make up crimes. Tell us about United States v. Pheasant. So... The non-delegation doctrine is basically the idea that, you know, Congress, the courts are supposed to be able to figure out when an agency is doing something, um, whether or not Congress gave them the specific authority to do it uh, in the statute uh, that they wrote. You know, the idea is that Congress writes a statute and then a regulation is passed that fills in some details of the statute. But if the delegation is too open-ended and too vague, uh, the courts can't really tell. And that's the point where they start to say, wait a minute, maybe Congress handed off its lawmaking power to some agency in a way that's really not supposed to be able to do. So the Pheasant case arises from the Bureau of Land Management, which operates uh, federal land uh, vast quantities of it out west, in particular. Uh, the case comes out of Nevada, where the federal government owns 68% of the land. Uh, and there's this vague statute about uh, the BLM being able to pass regulations for the management and use uh, of that land. Uh, and it doesn't give any guidance at all about what kind of rules they can pass, uh, but it authorizes the agency not only to pass uh, civil laws, but to enforce them as crimes. And so uh, this guy, Mr. Pheasant, uh, was basically pulled over after an altercation with a uh, BLM agent riding his dirt bike in the park, and he was charged with, among other things, uh, failing to use a taillight, uh, and that was a criminal charge. Now, there's nothing at all in the statute about taillights or dirt bikes or anything like that. It's just this vague thing that says management and use. Um, and BLM used that to create a crime. Bureau of Land Management. So they, they, they created a crime here, which is a federal crime. And they 
they don't have the authority to do that if you read the Constitution properly. I mean, if you properly interpret, I think, the, you know, legislative powers have to go through the legislature. But this is why this is controversial, because this whole idea of, you know, this non-delegation doctrine, meaning that these these agencies can, can interpret ways. And then as such, though, they wind up growing the power through some sort of fiat. I mean, this is very similar, in my opinion, to Chevron, where, you know, the, the state agent, the federal agencies, excuse me, turn around and increase their power and expand the scope of what Congress's intent was. This is particularly threat, uh, threatening to people because, I mean, you're, you're, you have an agency here that's creating crimes. So that's a that real problem. How do you how do you see this debate going as far as this, this concept of, well, Congress can't obviously think of every single issue, so the agencies have to be empowered to some degree. But then again, I mean, where does an agency get the right to create a crime out of thin air and then actually then hold people accountable for that? Right. I mean, the, the, the courts don't like using the non-delegation doctrine because it is sort of this heavy nuclear weapon uh, to say not only that, you know, not only to rein in the agency, but to rein in Congress and say Congress has just given away the store here. So the courts don't like doing it. It is it is an issue related to Chevron. You know, they prefer to look at issues like Chevron and, and what they call the major questions doctrine to say, well, you know, we just don't think that the agency uh, was given a certain power by Congress. But, uh, you know, the courts have shown some willingness uh, going all the way back to the, you know, the uh, the early 19th century to lay down the basic principle that at a certain point, Congress just can't can't hand over the job. And and look, there are lots of cases where Congress says, um, you know, the classic case would be Congress says, well, you can't charge an unreasonable rate for freight on a railway, right? And they leave to the agency the question, well, what exactly is how, you know, how high a rate is unreasonable, something like that. At least there, Congress has fairly clearly said to the agency, you're in the job of making rates. But you know, the BLM, I mean, they're doing all manner of things about, you know, horses and, and, and grazing and campfires and guns and all sorts of rules that uh, you would never know from re- just from reading the statute that they think they have the power to do all this. Yeah, I mean, you write, as a result, the Secretary of the Interior, who oversees BLM, has unfettered legislative authority to promulgate rules for over 48 million acres of land, which is 68 percent of the state of Nevada and uh, all, ki- all kinds of different things from what kind of seatbelts individuals must wear, how long individuals can camp at a particular spot, whether whether saddle horses have the right of way over off-road vehicles. Um, I mean, it's pretty much everything here. And these things do come with with jail time, correct? This isn't just a, a situation where they go, all right, we've created this rule, and if you break it, we're going to be mad at you. I mean, people could go to prison for this. Yeah, I mean, this is literally making a federal case out of these things, and you can go to jail for up to a year or pay a fine of up to $1,000 for violating any one of these regulations, all of which are just buried deep in the Code of Federal Regulations where an ordinary citizen would never know to look for them. Um, and, and the court in the Pheasant case said, look, you know, maybe there's an old case from like 50 years ago where where they let Congress do this kind of delegation to for federal buildings because, you know, people don't protest and camp out inside of federal buildings. They can have more control over that. But for these vast tracts of land to just essentially say, you know, the, the Secretary of the Interior is now the government of these places. And then the Secretary of the Interior can delegate his authority down to like some state level director and you know you mentioned that it's buried in the federal register so the old argument would be that ignorance of the law is no excuse but how could any reasonable person 
know what these rules are when in their mind agencies don't make laws so they don't pass criminal laws like this they don't they don't just create them out of thin air in, in the form of a rule so how is any reasonable person supposed to know well what side whether or not a horse has to yield to an off-road vehicle or not for example yeah i mean i i guarantee you that you know, I practiced law for over two decades. I guarantee you, if you took a survey of, you know, uh, people who are veteran, you know, uh, lawyers, very few of them would have a- be any idea of what the rules are for, for these places. Now, you know, yeah, that and then what that does is give an awful lot of discretion to the, the law enforcement officers, the park rangers and the like. But it's just, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know. How could anybody possibly know? And that's the other problem here with all this is that we are turning American citizens into criminals. And I think there was a point where at one time they tried to count all the laws that are on the books, all the federal laws, uh, rules and regulations that carry some sort of punitive uh, damage to it, whether it's a jail or a fine or something. And they gave up. They gave up. There's too many. They can't count them all. Yeah, Harvey Silverglake wrote a book some years ago called Three Felonies a Day." There was a guy on yeah, guy on uh, Twitter who used to do a a crime a day uh, stat, and and you just it just keeps going and going and going the list. So this is now before the Ninth Circuit, and uh, the brief is due February nineteenth, and then Amicus briefs or Amicus briefs are going to be supporting the position will be due February twenty seventh. So my question then is: You write anyone concerned about the lawless power of the administrative state should be watching. In addition to that, are there other organizations that you think will be filing friend of the court briefs here to stand with this and to say that this 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 case here is another example of the administrative state gone wild? The weaponization of government against its own people gone wild and this has to stop? I mean, I think some of the legal groups that have been doing these cases uh, may weigh in. I'm hoping more of them do. Obviously, one reason I wrote about it was because, you know, I, I know that, that some of those folks read uh, read National Review and hopefully will be, uh, you know, will, will be intrigued enough to uh, to weigh in. I, I would hope the Pacific Legal Foundation's involved in this in some way, shape or form. They're They're always great on this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's a, there's a number there's a number of those groups that that are attacking the administrative state from different angles. Um, so uh, you know, I mean, the case the, the the groups that are up doing the Chevron case right now, Cause of Action Institute, uh, the the NCLA, New Civil Liberties Alliance. Uh, there, there's a number of these groups. So I think you know, hopefully they'll they'll see uh, see the pheasant case as another another one that um, you know is worthy of attention. Yeah, no no kidding. Dan McLaughlin's with me at Baseball Crank. He is senior writer at National Review Online. And Dan, let me ask you about Governor Ron DeSantis and the case in Florida. You've been writing about that a lot. Let's talk about it. Yeah, and and of course with DeSantis you have to specify cuz there's there's more than one of these cases he is uh, you know, he he is fighting on all sides. Um but uh the the big one that has gotten a lot of attention is the litigation with Disney. Um you know, the state legislature essentially, you know, at, at DeSantis's prompting, went and and stripped Disney of its special legislative district. Um, you know, which is basically sort of a, a quasi kingdom in which Disney has governing power or has had it. Uh, and so Disney filed suit. Um, it, there were sort of counter suits over whether or not this was authorized under state law. Disney tried to do these midnight contracts on the way out. Um, and, and those are being challenged under state law. But 
The big picture sort of headline case is that Disney charges that stripping it of the Reedy Creek Special District uh, is a violation of the First Amendment. Essentially, DeSantis and the legislature were punishing Disney uh, for their for the company's political speech. Um, and uh, they lost uh, in the district court. Federal district court uh, decision just came down the other day. Uh, and essentially, you know, it was not a surprise because the rule in, uh, you know, from the Supreme Court and from the 11th Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, which governs Florida, is basically that, that if you have a statute passed by the legislature and they're acting within their powers, um and the statute itself doesn't violate, you know, the First Amendment, doesn't suppress speech or anything, uh, the courts aren't going to ask, well, what motivated them to pass this law? Because, you know, once you start getting into what motivates the legislature, well, there's a lot of people that vote there, and, you know, it's a complicated thing. So traditionally, the courts have not uh, looked past that, at least not unless there's like a, you know, a racial animus or something, but not a, uh, uh, not simply a First Amendment retaliation issue. Um, so it was fairly predictable that DeSantis was likely to win that case all along. Uh, a lot of people who probably should have known better said otherwise in public. Uh, but, uh, you know, right now he's, he's chalked up another victory. There you go. Dan McLaughlin, always a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Senior writer at National Review Online and fellow at the National Review Institute. Follow him on Twitter at Baseball Crank. Thank you, Dan. All right. Thanks for having me. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So Donald Trump over the weekend suggested two people who he thinks could be his vice presidential running mates. I will tell you who he said. Uh, he gave an interview to Maria Bartiromo about it over the weekend. And um, Killer Mike was on with Bill Maher and refused to endorse Joe Biden, much to Bill Maher's prodding. He refused to endorse Biden, so I'll share that with you as well. This comes as a number of black entertainers, including Snoop Dogg and um, 50 Cent and others, have made very positive comments about Donald Trump. 50 Cent over the weekend was talking about how in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams wants to give away um, all kinds of cash to illegal immigrants in the form of basically pre debit cards, you know, pre preloaded debit cards. And he said, this is crazy. And he said, maybe Trump is the answer. So the world freaked out on that. Killer Mike refused to come out and say that he would back Joe Biden Sunday night at the Grammys after winning Rapper of the Year. He was actually arrested on the way out. So many people have pointed that out and just said, is that just a coincidence timing or is this something more, you know, sending a message? We'll have that conversation as well. But who is on Donald Trump's shortlist for Veep? It doesn't surprise me. At least one of the names he said is who I think he may end up picking. But what do you think? We'll talk about that. Big four o'clock hour straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 